0: Hi, everyone. It's Shariana, and I want to welcome you to the show. And I also want to give you a huge virtual hug right now. So literally feel like my arms are wrapping around all of you as we move through this very vulnerable time in our lives. So I hope that you can feel that right now, that my heart is truly wrapped around you. And I also hope that these episodes are helping you, that this show is giving you some support, providing a little bit of an anchor, some tools, some insight, and also some much needed stress relief right now. I want to make sure that you also register on my website, which is shariannaboyle.com, so you can get our newsletters. And also, I've got cleanselife.com. That's a new platform, and there's lots of resources on there for you in addition to the podcast. Now, today I have a guest with me, and his name is Tobias McGowan. He is a mindset coach and a writer. He helps open-minded individuals to better understand themselves and their behavior so they can overcome their own challenges and thus experience more joy and fulfillment. Tobias also has a personal blog. He has a newsletter as well, and he provides local workshops in Northern California. So if you live in that area, you might want to look him up. Tobias is the author of a new book, called What I Found in the Darkness, a memoir about life, death, and making our suffering matter. His website is tobiasmcgowan.com, which you're also gonna find his website and social channels on the bottom of this episode. Tobias, welcome to Emotional Detox.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: So grateful to have you. And I'm really excited to hear about just to get to know you a little bit, for one, and yeah. to hear about your new book coming out. And I guess, I, if you don't mind, like to start there, what inspired you to write this book?
1: Yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for the question. Uh, I think the inspiration came in, in a couple different ways. Number one, I think my, my heart and my soul just really called me to write the book, so it was really something, um, inside that compelled me to, to do that, whether it was, you know, what do you want to call it? Inspiration. And then I was also, you know, just, I felt like I really wanted to share the book for, um, all the people in my life, for my family. I felt like it was a story that I just, I had to share and I thought it would would be a powerful way to connect with others and offer a, a relatable story for people to feel like they're not alone on on the journey when things get really hard.
0: Mm, that's nice. And how did your family take it? Did they realize the journey that you were on? I'm interested in that.
1: Yeah. So I have four siblings and they were all very supportive. I'm, I'm the youngest child of five. So th- this whole book is, you know, we all, Experienced this in our own way so this was my opportunity to offer my version of what happened to me and and all the things that, that i experienced and and the deepest feelings that i went through for me to express that so for me to really offer that to them i think was um what well, was awesome and they were all very very supportive and um i think we all got a lot closer during that time um mm. during the time when my dad got diagnosed with cancer and, and that whole process and, and his death. And um, mm. so, yeah, so, I mean, my, my parents have, I mean, um, my mom has also been super supportive and we've got a lot closer through this process because she's been very integral in helping me out with some of the details that I don't remember when I was 17 years old. So.
0: So when was your, tell us a little bit about that. When was your dad diagnosed with cancer?
1: Sure. So a lot of the book is really, you know, my personal story of when I was in high school. When I was in high school, I was going through a lot of depression. Mm -hmm. And while that was happening, um, my dad got diagnosed with brain cancer. Hmm. And I was about 17 and he was sick for about a year and a half. So when he passed away, I was 18 years old. And then it was probably... Years and years and years later, where I finally decided to do the coaching and therapy to really unpack all the emotional baggage that I that I still had around my father and, and the whole experience. So it, it, you know the the story really entails that whole journey that I that I went through, mm. and and all the life lessons that came along with it.
0: Mm. So you you were in a state of depression before he got diagnosed.
1: Yes. Yeah. So it was interesting. I mean, so I was going through a very hard time and my own mental perception was very, very distorted. And um, I was just going through a lot of the time. Mm. And interestingly enough, it's almost like his cancer almost brought me out of the depression to a certain extent. Hmm. Interesting. Um, the way that it did it was by, you know, bringing me up to a level where most of the way that I dealt with it was through anger and, and rage and aggression, and I mean that's just you know being seventeen and a male, I mean that's that's the the best way that I could deal with it. and um, mm-hmm. those emotions were very powerful, but um, they ended up taking a, a big toll on me later in life.
0: Interesting. What I hear you saying is that some of that anger you feel lifted some of the heaviness of the depression.
1: yeah, at the time I mean it was it was mm-hmm. a saving grace for me. Interesting.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking of as as you're talking, cause I, I'm a college professor. So I teach, I have a lot of experience with 18 year olds, you know, 19 year olds. I mean, that's, those are my students and, and a lot of them suffer from depression. Um, yeah. And I can't imagine what that was like to be in a state of depression and then to get that kind of news and then for you to go through that anger and actually feel a little bit of a lift from that, I think that's very interesting. And it makes perfect sense to me as, you know, from what I know about emotions and processing that you would get a little bit of relief in, in that way. You mention again in your, in your book title, what I found in the darkness, a memoir about life, death, and making our suffering matter. I'm wondering what you define as suffering after going through this experience.
1: Suffering to me is different than pain hmm. in the sense where pain is something that is something that I feel like is inevitable. And I think that we all go through it during our hardest times. But suffering is really the way that we mentally interpret our pain. So it's, it's the experience that we have in our mind about the pain. So we can have pain and suffering. Basically, they could be relatively the same thing. But anytime we resist the pain Mm -hmm. and we try to avoid it and suppress it, then we just create more and more suffering. Um, So a lot of times suffering is actually unnecessary, but both pain and, and suffering should be something that we eventually learn from and that eventually brings us to a state of a higher level of consciousness so we can see the purpose in the darkness that we go through because the mm. darkness is it's not good or bad it's just a uh it's just the unknown that that we're exploring that is um it's part of life and it's uh offering you know potential and sometimes it's painful and sometimes it's a lot of fun you know so it just it's, it's really the dynamic of um the whole spectrum of life.
0: So you see suffering and pain is connected, but different. That pain is inevitable, but that suffering is the way that we're interpreting and perhaps and resisting the pain. Right. And you clearly have quite a, quite a bit of insight now. I'm not sure when that started to turn for you. Did you have, I mean, you were 17 years old, you're in depression. Yeah. You find out about this diagnosis and was it when you started to get tools and the, the coaching? Is that when you started to see your situation differently? I guess I'm wondering your process for this.
1: The process for me was really unfolding during his sickness and his death. So, I mean, I, I was like inevitably learning a lot of lessons along the way. It was a little hard to, to track just because my learning was kind of forced on me and it was happening so quickly. And a lot of the growth that was happening was unexpected. So it wasn't until after he died where I, years and years later, where I finally did the, the coaching and therapy, where I really discovered a lot of the depths to what was really happening and, and a lot of like the emotional expression that, that I still needed to, to let out. I mean, I still had a lot of judgments and criticisms and and everything around the feelings that I was experiencing and Mm. that were just like bound up. And I wasn't, I wasn't letting go of.
0: Knowing what you know now and what you've been through, what would you say to another 17 year old male who was in depression that was still working through issues with the relationship with parents what would you say to that person knowing what you know now if we had a young male listener today 17 years old what would you say
1: definitely makes me consider my own uh inner 17 year old i think uh i would offer that whatever he's feeling um or she's feeling is totally okay so there, there's nothing wrong with feeling angry or maybe hatred towards other people, or resentment, or even if they're experiencing, you know, a deep level of depression, I would offer that depression is really just this empty space that we get to go into for us to really reflect on our lives. And it's temporary, and and it's okay to experience whatever emotions coming up. That's that's the, the basis of what I would start with, for sure.
0: Awesome so you would you would reassure them it's perfectly fine to feel what you're feeling and that sounds good maybe for those around that person but i will say when you hear that from someone like yourself who's been through it who can say i've been there mm-hmm. and It means a lot to people, right? And I'm sure you're finding that as you share your story with others that are people starting to open up to you about their circumstances or their depression. What have you found when it comes to sharing your story? What what kind of feedback have you received for that?
1: Uh, I think that you definitely have a, a level of openness and trust from other people because they know that you've gone through that pain and that suffering. And the level of empathy and compassion is just reciprocated both ways. So I think that's such an awesome thing. And then people feel more comfortable just sharing what they're feeling. And and feelings are just, you know, a lot of people are just not giving themselves permission to feel. They do too much thinking and overanalyzing and judging about the feeling instead of just Allowing the feeling to be and to just experience it. I mean, whatever that is. Once you do that, you allow yourself to get to a deeper level where you can cry more, but you can also laugh more. And you can also, you know, just the the level which you can experience every emotion is just way more accessible.
0: Awesome. And what do you feel helped you along the way? So again, I keep going back to that, hearing about the diagnosis you're already in a state of depression. Looking back now, what did you find helped you? So I'm, I'm thinking of individuals who are supporting someone with depression. If there's any insight that you can give them, maybe a parent or a caregiver, or a teacher or a coach who might have a young person or older person in their life who's in a state of depression and maybe the shit is hitting the fan in their life (laughs) and it's just like oh I don't know even know what to say to this person anymore I was already feeling bad for them what advice would you give to those people what helped you in those circumstances
1: I think that um for me, when, when, when you talk about depression, I, I kind of see depression as uh, a burnout of emotions. So it's almost like an overload and, and you've been, you know, your emotions have just been fried for so long that you actually get depressed. So depression is actually, in my mind, kind of the absence of emotion. It's almost more of like an apathetic or, or no feeling. So once you start feeling something, that, that's a good thing. So for me, anger was, was a good thing because it was, it was more than, than apathy and not caring. It was like, at least something's happening. So that's, that's one thing to consider when you're thinking about depression. And, and I think a lot of times it's just like, all you really need is, is a glimmer of hope. And that is really, really powerful. And, and that can come in, in a lot of different ways. So for me, I also found that during that time, I was also working out and the gym became an outlet um, mm-hmm. where I was able to express something. I was also dancing at the time. I was also like, I don't know, there, there was several things that like I finally was able to connect with that, that mm-hmm. helped me think that, hey, like there's something beautiful in the future that I can that I can look forward to. Mm. Um, and later in my life, you know, like I found writing and that was, that was an amazing thing. And that led me to transforming all, all of this pain and suffering into, into an avenue of something where I can contribute to other people. Mm. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of it. You just, you eventually find ways. And then at at the end of the day, you have to help yourself. So you can only guide, guide and support somebody that's in depression Yes. at the end of the day, they have to be able to be the one that empowers themselves to, to basically get out of it. Otherwise, they're always going to latch on to you. It's going to be like, oh, you're the source of my healing. Yes. As yeah. opposed to for me, when I coach my clients, I just want to be the vessel. I just want to be the person that's there okay. with them, supporting yeah. them, embedding them. But they're at the end of the day, I want them to coach themselves. I want them yeah. to help themselves. That's that's the power. In really transforming your life.
0: Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with with so much of what you're saying and and your your insight into these questions. And what I'm hearing you say is don't don't be afraid of their anger because it can be really transformative. And that is so important when we get so afraid. We think, oh my gosh, they're really losing it, right? Oh boy, we better do something. They're getting worse. <laughs> this is out of control, <laughs> and. Uh-huh. Sometimes it's just a matter of strengthening ourselves so that we're not afraid of anger. I mean, of course, if they're being destructive, that's one thing. But if they are just blowing off steam and feeling the heat, absolutely, I agree with you that it can be a very transformative experience if we're we're not afraid of it. And And the glimmer of hope and the working out, great points.
1: Yeah, thank you.
0: Did you want to add to that?
1: Oh, I was just going to say that, you know, eventually you'll also come to find that there are other emotions underneath the anger. So for me, you know, it was a while later where I really discovered that the deeper emotions that I really didn't want to face at the time is that shame was really one of the biggest emotions that was underneath my fear. And Mm -hmm. I had to come to terms with the shame that I really felt. At the time I was also experiencing some learning challenges. I was in several remedial classes and, and I talk about this in the book as well, but that just I, I was dealing with inadequacy and, and feeling like I wasn't enough. and there was this dominant belief that created this deep shame inside of me. and, and I had to, I had to face that. And sometimes I felt that you know, reflected through my father. And I had to come to, to, to respect him for who he was and, not, and, and realize that I'm my own unique individual and, and, and learn from him instead of being resentful to, towards him.
0: Mm. So it sounds like you've had quite the transformation with with your relationship with your father, and such a such an important relationship, isn't it? Yeah. The, the father relationship it's so critical in our development, our self-development. And important to take time. And I always find that the process is not painful if you embrace it. right? And it sounds like that's what you did. You really embraced the process of healing, and you really saw it as an opportunity. and you had many different things going on. As far as I'm going to go back to your book title. You say, making our suffering matter, what I found in the darkness. Could you give us two things you found in the darkness?
1: Yeah. I think that you know one of the biggest things that I found in the darkness was myself. Mm. Um, more accurately, part of myself. There was uh, shadow parts of myself that, that I was really hiding from. Parts of myself that I didn't want to show the world. And And before that, that i didn't want to see that i didn 't want to show myself, so much of this is you know me embracing everything that is good about myself and then also everything that's bad about myself, all the good attributes, along with all the shortcomings. so for me to actually just find myself in the darkness was one of the most powerful things that i that I could have done.
0: Mm. Um,
1: the second thing is to just find all the lessons that came out of out of the pain and suffering that I went through and to realize that all of the things that I went through were absolutely necessary for me to become the person that I am now, mm. which was so hard to do because you know, there's so much that happens within pain and suffering where you, you just get to the point where sometimes you feel like it's meaningless and you feel like there, there's nothing in it you, and you feel like it's unfair and it's hard when you're in that victim state, oh. but, but to come out of that and to discover something of significance within that. And I think that was, you know, there, there are some super valuable things to, to get out of the darkness. Um, mm. Yeah. yeah. So those are two big ones.
0: Yeah. Those are fantastic. And my heart is so open today, you know, with everything that's going on in the world with the, this virus thing. Right. But yeah. I, I hope that people are finding comfort in what you were hearing from Tobias that, Even in the darkest times, this could be an incredible moment all of us to go a little bit deeper, discover a little bit more about ourselves. There's always more to know, isn't it, Tobias? I mean, it's just, it's never ending, right? You're never, you're never there. There's always more, no matter where you are at, even you, I'm sure having written the book already, you probably could start another book, right? With, with the information that you have, even more learnings and lessons as we start to go out and, and share stories and teach and hear from other people. But this has really been incredibly wonderful. I hope that people consider looking at your book and or buying your book. And again, I'm assuming it's on your website. It's
1: on my website and uh, it's also on amazon.com. Just type in my name. Uh, I got a little bit of a unique name. So I mean, you type in Tobias McGowan and uh, you'll find everything as far as my social media and, and my book and everything else.
0: Awesome. So if you yourself, you struggle with depression, if you feel like you're suffering, or if you just really kind of resonated with Tobias's work, it's T-O-B-I-A-S-M-C-G-O-W-A-N.com. Please go check him out and file his stuff. It sounds like you're doing some really wonderful work in the world. And I'm sure that your family is incredibly proud of and how you took a situation and you transformed it. And now you're going out and you're helping others. So I just really honor your journey and choosing to now give back and share your story and help other people out of the darkness. Thank you so much, Tobias, for coming on the show today. And I just want to remind my listeners... Your emotions matter. Processing them matters more. Until next time. Thank you for listening. To learn more about the Emotional Detox live group coaching sessions and all of Sheriana's books, go to sharianaboyle.com.